Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as Bitcoin beats S&P 500 in October as 40,000 Bitcoin price predictions flow in. Also, the Bitcoin price hits all-time highs across Argentina, Nigeria, and Turkey. Let's freaking go. Also in today's show, Binance founder CZ's fortune gets slashed by $12 billion while SBF is still at zero. Also in today's show, buy Bitcoin search queries on Google surge a whopping 826% in the United Kingdom. Also breaking news, Cynthia Lummis leads the charge calling for the Department of Justice action against Binance and Tether. Quoting Max Kaiser in response to this news, the Wall Street Journal story was quickly debunked. The allegations are risable. The only explanation is that Cynthia Lummis has been corrupted. Not surprising. She has never fully understood Bitcoin, and now we know she is a gun for hire for the fiat money terrorists and central bankers, the real terrorists. Sad, but not surprising. I will pray for her. Shout out to the high priest of Bitcoin. Also in today's show, breaking news, BlackRock takes the apparent next big step in the Bitcoin ETF. That's right. Quoting Eric Balchunez, the ETF expert from Bloomberg, BlackRock stating in their recent spot Bitcoin ETF amendment that they are seeding the ETF in October. Don't want to read that much into it, but it is new info, not in the original filing. So it's noteworthy, especially because it's BlackRock. You're damn right. I'm going to be sharing BlackRock's Bitcoin game plan. And did you know that BlackRock CEO Larry Fink exactly six years ago said Bitcoin is an index of money laundering? Now, Larry Fink today is racing to launch the Bitcoin ETF and sees crypto as a flight to quality. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone. This is pod episode number 1443. I'm your host, JV, and today is October 27th, 2023. And naturally, we got lots to cover. So let's dive right in and kick off today's show with our market watch as we do each and every day. So you should be able to see on uh, the screen here, Coin360, we got Bitcoin pulling back some just under the cusp of $34,000. We still have Ethereum, BNB, Solana, XRP, and Cardano in the green thus far for the day. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at $1.26 with roughly 38 
billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance has been on the climb, currently at 53% even, with the Ether dominance at 17.1%. I'd love to know your thoughts. How high do you think the Bitcoin dominance is likely to climb for this bull market? Now checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours. NEO is leading the pack up 16%. And I'm not talking about NEO from the matrix. We're talking about the crypto trading at $8.85. Followed by Injective up 13% trading at $13.38. Followed by Floki up 12% trading at virtually nothing. Now also checking out uh, here crypto bubbles. We can see the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Overall, it's a sea of green, which we love to see. Only a handful in the red. Uh, we have the top gainers here being NEO and Injective as well. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 70 in greed. Yesterday was a 71. Last week, a 53, which is neutral. And last month, a 44 in fear. So there you have it, fam. How, do, how many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know and make some noise. Now let's dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. I'll give you a hint. $40,000. Send it and let's freaking go. Again, shout out to everyone just joining us in the live chat. As you can see here, Bitcoin surfed $34,000 at the October 27th Wall Street Open as attention turned to the Bitcoin price performance against macro assets. As we can see here in the Bitcoin, one hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin holding steady, preserving its early week gains. Bitcoin avoided significant volatility as the weekly and monthly closes, which is a key moment for the October uptrend. And it's been a hell of an October, wouldn't you say? Quoting Dan Crypto Trades here, I think Bitcoin will hang around this range for some time. He also shared roughly 33 to 35,000 is what I'm looking at as a range. Eyes on a potential sweep of any of these levels for a quick trade. And he shows you the low range, the mid range, as well as the high range. Dan nonetheless noted that open interest had recovered near levels last seen during the sudden uptick, which sent Bitcoin to 17 month highs. And as reported, open interest highs had formed a feature of the Bitcoin price squeezes during the prior weeks. Quoting Dan Crypto Trades right here, Bitcoin open interest on Bybit has almost recovered to the level before the massive short squeeze this week. During that squeeze, we saw a 21% decrease in open interest on Bybit, which was worth 400 and $50 million. Elsewhere, on-chain monitoring resource material indicators flagged the downside signal on one of its proprietary trading instruments. And with two such daily signals currently in place, material indicators said that only a move to 38,850 would invalidate the bearish implication. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
And he continued, that doesn't mean we can't go there before the monthly candle closes, as he outlines here on this X post alongside this chart. Now, more optimistic perspectives came from the macroeconomic comparisons, many analysts projecting 40,000 incoming, including CryptoCalio, noting Bitcoin had outperformed the S&P considerably since September, with the odds of continued Bitcoin price upside still a good result. Quoting him here, over the course of the past month, we have finally seen the bullish decoupling from Bitcoin from equities that everyone was waiting for. That's right. Bitcoin is on its own vector, does its own thing, and it doesn't care about the rest of the market. As he shares here, while Bitcoin is up only 36% versus USD from the September lows, Bitcoin is up 48% versus the SPX, and we're now up roughly 110% for the year. Not too shabby. And in a chart he shared here comparing Bitcoin to the S&P with key recent events of the Bitcoin history marked, Calio argues that there was plenty of fuel left in the tank for a move higher to 40,000. I agree. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Others focus on the significance of the recent resistance levels being within days of flipping to weekly and monthly support. Quoting Matthew Highland, not sure how anyone can look at this Bitcoin chart objectively and conclude that breaking through 30,000 or 32,000 is no big deal. 100%. He also shared the last line of hope for them is the weekly and monthly closing below. So there we have it. This month is only four days left. And guess what is right around the corner? It's the birthday of Bitcoin. It was launched on Halloween day, I believe, October 31st of, what was it, 2009? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing that's when the Genesis block was. And lo and behold, we're only four days away from Halloween. And we're not too far away from 11-11, uh, November 11th, which is the official Bitcoin day, which I declare. Maybe I'll share some more about Bitcoin day being a national holiday here a little later on in the show. Welcome to y'all just joining us. Let me know if you're currently bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And do you think we can continue to soaring in November with this bullish momentum? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's break down our next story of the day. And that's Bitcoin reaching all-time highs in many countries around the world as all fiat currencies will eventually go to zero against BTC. Check this out. The price of Bitcoin was notched uh, to new all-time highs against some of the world's most inflationary fiat currencies. Across 30 hours over October 23rd and then the 24th, the cost of buying one Bitcoin reached all-time highs when using the Argentine peso, the Nigerian naira, and the Turkish lira. Now, Lauten Kip and the Egyptian pound. Very interesting. I mean, Bitcoin's breaking out to all-time highs everywhere. However, it should be noted that the result is due to the ongoing devaluation of currencies exasperated by Bitcoin's recent 16% surge. Now, the Naira and the Lira fell to their lowest points against the US dollar on the 24th and the 25th, while the peso is only 0.85% off its all-time low against the U.S. dollar. And according to the IMF, the Venezuelan Bolivar currently has the highest annual inflation rate at 360%. Could you imagine living over there and having hyperinflation occur at a 360% increase month over month? That's pure insanity. Followed by the Zimbabwe dollar at 314% and the Sundanese pound at 256%, followed by the Argentine 
OESI at 122%. Now, the Turkish lira and the Nigerian naira came in sixth and 15th with the annual inflation rates of 51 and 25%, respectively, according to the IMF data. Now, crypto observers have long seen digital assets such as Bitcoin and stablecoins as a hedge against rocketing inflation. And recent figures could bolster that narrative. Yeah, I would say. Now, Nigeria, Turkey, and Argentina boast the second, 12th, and 15th highest rates of crypto adoption worldwide, according to a September 12th report by Chainalysis, including the Giga Chad and chairman and founder of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, with inflation at 99% in Argentina. And this was back on February 15th when he made this tweet. It's 99% in Argentina, likely what the citizens of the beautiful country would benefit from Bitcoin. That's right. So why aren't all these citizens in these countries where hyperinflation is breaking out moving to Bitcoin? I think that's why adoption is increasing drastically in places and countries like Nigeria. For example, Nigeria is finally becoming more welcoming to cryptos after its central bank banned local banks from providing services to crypto exchanges in February of 2021. Progress was made December of 2022 when Nigeria announced its intention to pass a bill recognizing cryptocurrencies as the capital for investment, citing the need to keep up with global practices as one of the main reasons behind its change in stance. Now, while Turkey is home of some of the most crypto-curious people, its central bank banned crypto payments for goods and services in April of 2021. It has also been working on a central bank digital currency, which we know as a CBDC, to digitalize the Turkish lira in the recent years. And as we all know, Bitcoin is the antidote to the CBDCs, so just say no to central bank digital currencies, aka program programmable fiat, programmable dollars by the central bankers. Meanwhile, Argentina's inflation crisis could be influenced by the outcome of its presidential election in November, with presidential candidate Javier Malay set to face competitor Sergi Massa in a final runoff vote November 19th. That's just a few weeks out, fam. Hopefully, Malay wins the presidency because Argentina has a massive population. This would help usher in massive Bitcoin adoption. Now, Massa, who currently serves as the country's minister of the economy, wants Argentina to launch a CBDC as soon as possible to solve the country's long-lasting inflation crisis. Now, we all know it's not going to solve that. Bitcoin is the only way to solve these problems. That's why we need Javier Malay to become president. Now, quoting Peter Schiff, Argentina's present provides a glimpse into America future, where the central bank raised interest rates 15 percentage points to 133% October 12th, but with inflation running at 138% and budget deficits and debt rising, the rate hikes will have no effect on reducing inflation. So there you have it. Now, he also voiced an intention to keep the U.S. dollar away from Argentines, explaining that Argentines should instead be patriots and defend the Argentine peso. I think that's hogwash. That's why we need to vote Malay fam. Malay, on the other hand, wants the U.S. dollar to be adopted in addition to abolishing Argentina's central bank. Hey, anyone who is calling for the abolishment of a central bank is pro-Bitcoins. So that's what's up. We need pro-Bitcoin presidents like Najib Bukele, not more presidents like corrupted mofos like Sleepy Joe. Just saying, fam. Now let's break down our next breaking story of the day. And that is uh, the richest man in crypto is CZ. It's no secret, but his fortune is getting slashed. And now there is FUD coming from Senator Cynthia Lummis. We're going to touch upon the FUD a little later, which I think is just 
bat-ish crazy. But nonetheless, here's the latest with the fortune of the richest man in crypto, CZ, the owner of Binance. So here we go. Binance co-founder and CEO CZ has seen his net worth slashed by almost $12 billion amid the falling trading volumes of his exchange, Binance. October 26th, the Bloomberg Billionaires Index cut Binance's revenue estimates by 38% amid a slump in the exchange volumes, which knocks CZ down to 95th place on the rich list. I think this is all by design. What are your thoughts? And I find it all interesting while the ongoing trial of SBF is taking place and he's actually testifying. Today is the last day of the court case, FYI. Now, CZ's net worth is now uh, $17.3 billion, not too shabby, registering an 82% drop from his $96 billion peak in January of 2022. That was roughly two months after we hit the top of 69000 in Bitcoin, naturally with CZ being one of the larger hodlers of Bitcoin. So this ranked him amongst the 11th most richest people in the world, which leads me to believe the first trillionaire is going to be a Bitcoiner. Don't you think so? I think the first trillionaire will surpass the fortune of Bezos, uh, Elon, and all those other fools. Just saying. Bloomberg's index calculated Binance's revenues from spot and derivatives trading data from crypto data aggregators, CoinGecko, and CoinPop. Rica. And as of September, the exchange's spot trading market share had fallen for seven consecutive months to 34%. And in January, the Binance spot market share was over 55%. Now, Binance US, its United States base arm, also saw volumes touch new lows last month. That suited the SEC going after them clearly. Now, CZ's plummeting net worth and Binance's fading trading volumes followed twin lawsuits from the US SEC and CFTC. Attack, attack. Very clear. <laughs> the SEC sued CZ, Binance, and Binance US in June, claiming the exchanges operated illegally, sold unregistered securities, and mishandled customer assets, with CZ named as their controlling person. Now, the CFTC suit in March claimed Binance did not properly register with the regulator. CZ and Binance reject both the regulator's allegations and seek to dismiss both lawsuits. Now, the recent fall pales compared to CZ's rival, Bankman Freed, who saw his $16 billion fortune effectively wiped out November of 2022 after FTX disclosed this liquidity crisis just days before it filed for bankruptcy. And what makes this also very interesting, of course, uh, Bankman Freed was considered one of the richest in the world, also on the Forbes rich list. And then just like that, in a matter of weeks after FTX collapsed, they filed bankruptcy, and now he's worth a big fat zero and most likely going to be facing some prison time and some other, you know, harsh punishments for the crimes he committed. We'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully we have some insights by next week on how the court trial has gone as it's been going ongoing for the past two to three weeks. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss buy Bitcoin searches are going parabolic, which is a sign of the times that the bull market is here. It's like deja vu all over again. Reminded me of 2020. What are your thoughts, fam? But let's break this story down. Then we'll dive, in, dive into the latest Cynthia Lummis FUD and and BlackRock ETF news along with their date of when the ETF is likely to get the approval, followed by some live Q&A. Here we go. Google searches for buy Bitcoin have surged worldwide amid the major crypto rally, with searches in the UK growing by more than 800% 
in the last week. Now, how many of you are tuning in right now from the UK? Let me know. And how does it feel, the sentiment of Bitcoin in your country? You know what I mean? Let me know. According to research from Crypto Gambling TV, the search term by Bitcoin spiked by a staggering 826% in the UK over the course of seven days. Quitting them here, the remarkable surge in buy Bitcoin searches in the UK combined with the crypto's resurgence underscores the growing interest and potential impact of traditional financial institutions, involvement of the world of digital assets. Now, while users in the UK led the pack, there was also noticeable increases in searches relating to purchasing Bitcoin from web users all across the globe. According to data from Google Trends, searches from users in the United States for should I buy Bitcoin now increased by more than 250%. Let's go. While more niche searches, including can I buy Bitcoin on Fidelity, increased by over 3,100% in the last week. That's because Fidelity is massively bullish on the King Crypto, and they're the ones that put forth the billion-dollar Bitcoin price prediction, which I covered here in the show. And zooming out further, the search term, is it a good time to buy Bitcoin, saw a 100% percent plus gain worldwide over the last week. And in comparison, searches for BlackRock Bitcoin ETF also jumped 250%, demonstrating the broader enthusiasm for information relating to BlackRock Spot Bitcoin ETF, which is currently pending approval, which all eyes are on the ETF right now. The sudden uptick of interest comes amid a drastic increase in the price of Bitcoin over the past fortnight, with Bitcoin briefly surpassing the value of 35000 on October 24th. In fact, I think the local high is roughly 35200 The excitement appears closely linked to the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF, which many pundits believe will unleash a fresh wave of buying from the institutions. Now, senior ETF analysts Eric Balchunas and James Safart have pinned the probability of an approval at 90% by January 10th of 2024. Quoting James Safart here on X, I have gotten a lot of questions regarding my current view on spot Bitcoin ETFs over the last couple of weeks. This is the first section of the note I put out yesterday with Eric Balchunas. Now, obviously, he shared there is a 90% chance of the approval for ARC's January 10th deadline, which is going to be coming up here soon. And at this time, we have Bitcoin up now more than 27% for the past two weeks as October continues in full effect. And guess what? The month is yet to be over. So October for the win. Let's freaking go. Now let's break down our next breaking news of the day. And I'm a little shocked to hear the FUD that Lummis has turned into a traitor. She has been, what's the word we're looking for here that Max Kaiser loves to use? The word is she has been corrupted. So yeah, Max Kaiser calling her out. So much respect to the high priest of Bitcoin. I don't respect anyone pushing this Bitcoin FUD and narrative. Obviously, it's not a good look. And it goes to show you that any of the senators can be corrupted just like Cynthia Lummis. So let's start with uh, the actual tweet, which got this whole thing uh, started. I think I have it saved somewhere here. I probably don't, or maybe I do. Anyways, uh, Max, yeah, I'll get into Max's tweet in a minute. I think it's going to show the initial tweet in the main story. So here we go. Cynthia Lummis, crypto proponent representing Wyoming in the United States Senate, called the U.S. Department of Justice to consider charges against crypto exchange Binance following the terrorist group Hamas 
attack on Israel. Again, nothing more than FUD, as this has already been debunked, fam. In an October 26th letter to the U.S. Attorney General, Lummis and Representative French Hill urged that Justice Department officials to reach charging decision on Binance and expeditiously conclude investigations of allegedly illicit activities involving Tether, USDT, which we know is the real deal. They're pro-Bitcoin and they're the opposite of USDC and Circle, who are anti-Bitcoin and lead many of these Bitcoin FUD attacks. So do note that. That's why Max Kaiser's pissed off at Cynthia Lummis. They're attacking Tether, which is a good actor. The two lawmakers remarked following Hamas launching a coordinated attack against Israel October 7th, which they suggest was supported in part by illicit crypto transactions providing significant terrorism financing. Quoting her here, uh, we urge the DOJ to carefully evaluate the extent to which Binance and Tether are providing material support and resources to support terrorism through violations of applicable sanctions laws of the Bank Secrecy Act, she shared. Now, to that end, we strongly support swift action by the Department of Justice against Binance and Tether to choke off sources of funding the terrorists currently targeting Israel. And again, this has already been debunked. There's no crypto funding for these terrorists whatsoever. So she's just making this up. It seems like a coordinated FUD attack, obviously, clearly, against CZ, Binance, and Tether, USDT. Now, the letter by Lummis, a Bitcoin supporter of crypto legislation, or at least in the past in Congress, and Hill, for the chair of the Subcommittee on Digital Assets, Financial Technology and Inclusion, echoed sentiments expressed by the one we all hate, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who sold her soul a long time ago and is also anti-Bitcoin, FYI, and other lawmakers linking crypto payments to terrorist activities, which you and I know is nothing more than FUD. And in contrast to Warren, however, the two Republican lawmakers directed the Justice Department to focus on bad actors, in this case, including Binance and Tether. In my humble opinion, CZ is a good guy. He's been around in the industry for a long time and for a reason. Sam Bankman-Fried is clearly the bad guy. So what's up with the distraction and pointing the fingers at him while SBF is on trial testifying? Things that make you go, hmm. Quoting them here, we must be careful not to paint all crypto asset intermediaries as suspect when a small handful of bad actors use them for nefarious purposes. She said in the letter, many crypto asset intermediaries seek to comply with U.S. sanctions and money laundering laws, correctly viewing the regulations as necessary to unlock the promise of crypto assets and distributed ledger technology. Now, in the wake of the October 7th attacks, crypto exchange Binance froze accounts linked to Hamas following a request from Israeli law enforcement. However, Lummis and Hill labeled this action as insufficient after the fact, as the exchange allowed terrorist groups to conduct business or was willfully blind in doing so. They made similar allegations against Tether for knowingly facilitating violations of applicable sanction laws, quoting them again. While some reports claim Binance is now cooperating with Israel law enforcement, this is immaterial to criminal culpability because Binance is only doing so after knowing, allowing its exchange to be used by terrorist organizations and only after they have been caught. Now, on October 25th, blockchain analytics firm Elliptic released a statement directed to U.S. lawmakers of the media saying there was no evidence Hamas received a significant volume of crypto payments to fund the attacks against Israel. Again, nothing more than uh, FUD already debunked. So it's very alarming that a senator would do this and call for this unnecessary uh, reaction from the Department of Justice. Now, compared to the millions of dollars claimed by other media outlets, Eleptic said on the Hamas link campaign, and they raised only 21,000 
since the October 7th attack. So once and for all, nothing more than FUD. Much respect for Max Kaiser calling her out. The Wall Street Journal story was quickly debunked. Amen. The allegations are risable. The only explanation is that Senator Cynthia Lummis has been corrupted. Facts, not surprising. She has never fully understood Bitcoin. And now we know she is a gun for hire for the fiat money terrorists and the central bankers who are the real terrorists. Sad, but not surprising. I will pray for her. He also shared, hey, and he tags them, which I respect and love so much. Hey, Senator Warren and Cynthia Lummis, Bitcoin miners like this guy are sick of your grandstanding, treasonous BS, and warmongering what? (laughs) Act. And he is moving to El Salvador and taking his hash rate with him. The U.S. is suffering because you ish clowns are greedy, unpatriotic. What? Have you no shame? Hashtag disgusting. And he points out North Star Mining, who's going to be moving to El Salvador and getting the hell out of the United States because of this unlawful regulation by the regulators, senators, and all the FUD attacking Bitcoin. Well, at least we got one positive news out of all of this. It's clear we can see who the enemies of Bitcoin truly are. You know what I'm saying? Now let's break down our featured story of the day. BlackRock, Bitcoin, ETF, Larry think what's going on? When are we likely to see this Bitcoin spot ETF approval by the SEC? And how will this likely impact the Bitcoin market and price action? Let's discuss it, shall we? Let's start with uh, right here, actually. First and foremost, Did you know the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, this handsome gentleman right here, (laughs) considered one of the most powerful men in the world because he controls the most powerful company in the world or asset manager with 10 trillion in assets under management. Six years ago, as of yesterday, he said, index of money laundering, that's what Bitcoin is for. Now today, Larry Fink is racing to launch the Bitcoin ETF and sees crypto as a flight to quality as it recently shared on Fox TV. Now check this out. BlackRock Bitcoin game plan. Number one, BlackRock realizes Bitcoin is here to stay. Facts. BlackRock creates FUD and dumps the Bitcoin price. Facts. Number three, retail investors sell Bitcoin. Real talk. Then Black uh, BlackRock buys Bitcoin. And this is where we currently are in this cycle. They're mass accumulating. And more than likely, that's why the price action has been on the rise. They're setting up their ETF. And in order to do so, they got to be accumulating sats. Now, ETF launches, which is going to be the next stage we're going to be talking about, followed by the Bitcoin bull market starting game on. How many of you took advantage of Bitcoin and are currently front-running BlackRock and the major institutions, holla at your boy. Now, also, as pointed out here, within 75 days, the first Bitcoin spot ETF will be launched. That's because January 10th is the deadline for ARC 21. So here's what Crypto Rover has to share. In exactly 75 days, the final deadline for ARC's Invest Bitcoin spot ETF will arrive. The reality is that the SEC cannot reject ARC's ETF and then approve the BlackRock spot ETF. So considering that Grayscale has already won a lawsuit against the SEC, it is likely that all the spot ETFs will be approved before ARK invests. Therefore, we can anticipate the introduction of the first spot Bitcoin ETF within the next 99 days. Now, I've been telling you guys to expect the unexpected. Why is that? Because that's the deadline. It can get approved sooner. Of course, way sooner when not everyone's anticipating it. That's right. BlackRock 
Plan iShares Bitcoin Trust is currently listed on the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation known as the DTCC. Now, industry watchers pointed this out recently, and the plan fund ticker is IBTC, so keep an eye out on that. This is according to the latest listing. The DTCC spokesperson told Blockwork that the proposed ETF was added to the list back in August. The inclusion in the eligibility file to both active funds and potential ETF launches is standard practice. The representative noted, adding it is not indicated indicative of regulatory approval. Now, Bloomberg Intelligence senior analyst Eric Valchunas said on Monday that the IBTC is the first proposed spot Bitcoin ETF listed on DTCC, a financial market infrastructure giant that processes trillions upon trillions of dollars in securities transactions on a daily basis. Now, a DTCC subsidiary, the National Securities Clearing Corporation, has a process for clearing the ETFs, which includes the ability to review the ETF's portfolio constituents, which is also used to automate the creation and redemption of ETF shares and their subsequent settlement, according to the company. Now, a representative for DTCC did not immediately return a request for comment, but a BlackRock spokesperson said the firm was unable to comment due to filing restrictions. Now, basically means because they're filing, they got to be very careful about what they share publicly. Now, BlackRock amended its Bitcoin ETF proposal October 18th, roughly a week ago. Then Scott Johnson, an associate at Davis Polk and Wardrail, noted an updated S1 filing, including a QUSIP for the product, which is a nine-character code, which is needed to identify a North American security for the clearing and settlement of trades. The filing also contained language that seed creation baskets were to be purchased in October, Subject to conditions, but did not specify a date or an amount. Here is a keyword right here. They seed creation. Seed creation means they're starting to buy Bitcoin right now, and that's probably why the market is pumping. As Eric Valchuna shared here on X, let's share a couple of his uh, recent tweets regarding this. Background, seeding an ETF is when initial funding is provided, typically by a bank or a broker dealer, used to purchase a few creation units, in this case, Bitcoin in exchange for ETF shares, which can be traded in open market on day one. And he notes here, seeding is typically not a lot of money, just enough to get the ETF going. So I wouldn't read this as, oh my God, BlackRock is buying a ton of Bitcoin at all, but more the fact they are doing it and disclosing it, showing another step in the process of launching. And I think he makes a great point there. Now, definitely notable BlackRock to be leading the charge on these logistics, seeding ticker and the DTCC as they are the most powerful company in the world. After all, again, with $10 trillion in assets under management, others had amended their Bitcoin ETF apps recently prior to the BlackRock doing the same. And ARK Invest and 21 shares updated their Bitcoin ETF filing October 11th. Bloomberg intelligence analysts pointed to various additions, such as the clarification that the trust assets could or would not be commingled with corporate or other customer assets. We also have ARC CEO Kathy Wood, who recently shared on CNBC in an interview last week that the amendment followed dialogue with the SEC, which is a great sign that the approval is incoming. It's inevitable, fam, just a matter of time. The filing amendments are not only the apparent progress being made in the quest for the Bitcoin ETF. We also have Grayscale, the largest hodler of Bitcoin. They currently control over 600,000 BCC. They filed last week to register shares for their Bitcoin trust. We know GBTC under the Securities Act of 1933 as part of their new step in the process to ultimately convert their GBTC trust into an official spot 
Bitcoin ETF. Now, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals just this Monday formalized its August ruling that the SEC rejecting GBTC conversion to an ETF but approving Bitcoin future funds was arbitrary, and we know it's not in the best interest of the investors. The firm looks forward to continuing to work constructively with the SEC to convert GBTC to an ETF. A Grayscale spokesperson told BlockWorks, adding, we intend to move as expeditiously as possible. So there you have it, fam. How many of you think BlackRock is likely to get the green light first from the SEC? Let me know. How many of you think it could be Grayscale or ARC21? Or how many of you think it'll all be collectively the green light for all the major asset managers at the same time to be offering the spot Bitcoin ETF product, kind of like a domino effect. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!